Hi, I'm Andy Butler from Hercules and Love Affair, and you're listening to Sticky Jazz. The opinions expressed on this show are solely those of Jeremy Hinks and Sticky Jazz Podcast and do not necessarily reflect those of anyone else on this planet. All right, everybody, welcome to Sticky Jazz. I'm Jeremy Hinks, the man of a million musical opinions, all of which happen to be correct. Uh, this week, lots going on. I'm going to be seeing Adele in Las Vegas, and uh, that's pretty awesome, I think. The most expensive ticket I've ever paid for in my life. And uh, let's see what else. Uh, this week, I have Susie McCall, or we call her Susie Blue. She's from uh, Northern Ireland, and she is an absolute champ, a sweetheart, and just completely smegging adorable. I interviewed her with Miss Brona Gallagher a couple of years ago after they did a, a track from Dirty Dancing. They're celebrating the, uh, the, the, the situation where same-sex marriage was made legal in Ireland. And I covered them on that piece, and I've just been a big fan of hers ever since. So I hope that you will enjoy this. I'm kicking this off with her song, Should God, uh, May God Forgive You, which is pretty darn intense. So let's all sit back and do the Steve Jays. Welcome to Sticky Jazz. I'm Jeremy Hanks. And this week I have, this is the replay that we've tried to do because every we had technical difficulties galore before. Uh, I got Susie Blue, this fantastic little Irish firecracker who I fell in love with her music uh, completely unexpected several years ago. And now I get to have, I, I did a quick interview with her once. And now I get to have her back on, and I'm so glad because she's just an amazing musician. Thank you for coming on, Susie. Glad to have you. No problem. Thanks for having me. So where are you exactly? I know you're just somewhere buried in the Emerald Isle, but uh, what town are you in right now? I am currently in Belfast. Uh, I live here with my, my wife and my three cats. Your wife and three cats. Okay. And... Is is your wife there? I I still want to meet Miss Audrey one of these days. I think I I I look at everything that she's put out and all the work that you do with her, and I think she's just an amazing artist. I do hope to meet her one of these days. 
You'll get you'll get to meet her one day, definitely. Uh, she's not there right now, though, is she? No, she's preparing for friends coming over. Oh wow! Okay, so um, let's let, let let's just get to this. Uh, I got introduced to you by a complete fluke. There was uh, it wasn't a fluke. It was just that uh, your publicist had a buddy here in the states and said hey we got this and the story's going live about this uh about same-sex marriage being made legal in ireland now and well would you want to talk to these two they did this great song about it and i thought sure i knew who brona was i knew brona gallagher quite well from her film work and from some of her other music i'd never heard of you but you two were so fun at that interview. It was such a delight. You were so fun. And you just talked about, hey, today's the day, right? Today's the day that that the 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 country of Ireland, Northern Ireland, allows for, for same-sex marriage. And we just talked about that. And you guys had done that single from Dirty Dancing. I know it seems like forever ago, right? Yeah, that was a long time ago. It's probably maybe two years that it was two yeah it was two and some odd years ago but it was such a funny interview just to just to talk to both i mean i had like wow here we are and i had no notice you know i had like an hour's notice hey do you want to talk to these ladies and it was such a great conversation and uh I, that was when i went back and started listening to your work the next day and uh, that was when i just fell in love i was like i'd never heard of your stuff but wow you just were so fun your music was really great and i've told you this before i adore the snot out of you and i think of you as like if if i was a dad of some cool little artist that would be you you're just you're so cool and i was just so proud of all that that you were that what you were doing i loved your music and i've just been a fan ever since and you had big ambitions and then that pandemic hit, but, uh, <laughs> that was. Yeah. Um, I, I had a, I had a whole plan and, to uh, come back and do like a tour and release some new music. And, uh, I think everybody's plans were sort of put on hold. Um, but I'm starting to get back into it now. Starting to sort of see, see how it goes and test the waters a bit more. Well, I think that everybody who ever was asked the question, where do you see yourself in five years uh, pre-pandemic? Yeah, we all got that one wrong. You know, we all yeah. just we we just totally got that one wrong. So um, that was it, but it, it was still it was crazy, though, because I, I got to watch a lot of your shows, a lot of your uh, your living room performances there. Um, but uh I mean, Brona had you guys. Brona had one big date set up, and that that didn't come. Obviously, the whole thing canceled. You know, but uh, uh, what was I, okay? Just going back to that, you picked the song from Dirty Dancing, and you did a nice take on it. Um, Love is strange is what it was called, and you guys did your uh, your own little kind of doo wop rockabilly version of it with some really good guitar. Uh, were you the one playing the guitar on that one? Who 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 actually did the guitar in that piece? Um, the guitar was actually done um, between the producer Johnny Woods um, and my old guitar player Keelan Murr. So they both sort of added stuff into it throughout. Um, but yeah, they did the guitar, and I, I focused on the, the singing for this one. Because I I mean I have seen you playing guitar. You do great with it. Um, you know it was just. That had some nice Tom Waits and a good old rockabilly feel to it. And that was just good. I, you know, because it, it was one of those songs. Yeah, it was a coming of age movie that I watched when I was growing up. And I was about, let's see. Yeah, that was the year you were born, I think it was, that I was watching that movie, Dirty Dancing. But it was still, uh, so coming back to that song was was pretty cool. But the interview that I had with you and Brona was was fantastic. And I I really felt a lot of support that I was able to just give voice to what was happening there in Ireland that day. And that was a great day to celebrate for everyone. I was, you know, uh, 
I, I will probably touch on that subject here in a little bit. But it was that was the day it was made legal, and two wonderful women got married, and then you finally got married, right? You and Miss Audrey got married in the middle of the pandemic. How did how did all that set up? Because I was actually thinking I'd come to your wedding and photograph it as a as a reason to come to Ireland, and then what happened? I mean, it, it all just uh, the pandemic screwed everything up, I guess. But um, yeah, we had we got um. We got married in May, just passed. Um, so it was kind of still in the middle of it, but not so much. Um, but we we had a small wedding, um, and we just wanted to to make it official. Um, but yeah, we'll 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 celebrate it whenever we see each other. Oh, totally. Yeah, if I, it's not an if, it's a when I make it over there, we're going to crash a couple of pints and you're going to show me around the city of Belfast and tell me stories of, you know, whatever. I mean, there were, there were so many, oh my gosh, I heard so many stories about Belfast over the years. I wondered if I wanted to go there. Everybody assures me that I do. They say it's a beautiful city and has all the personality still. So, um, but you you put out the the EP. Well, you gave me the recordings from the EP about two years ago, and I got to enjoy them before everybody else does because that's that's me being the greedy bastard, and that's how I am about music. But uh, let's talk about your song "Daughter," okay? Um, and I see you okay. I just saw the look on your face. You're like, oh, that one, yeah, okay. Um, so you, you, you put three versions in there in, in the recordings that you gave me, I got three versions of them, but there was the centered, the uncensored, but, uh, the lines living in fear of being in any way clear, gotta stay around. Can't you hear the sound? All the people seeing all the same thing. We are all Queens and Kings never in between. Cause you've got me. What was, what was the point of that one? Where were you going with that? Because I, I can sense there's still some um, sort of anxiety, oh, yeah. but you're you're still talk about that. Um well the, the lyric is um living in fear of being in any way queer. Oh queer. Ah, okay. Yeah. Um and then all the people sing, they sing all the same thing. We're all queens and kings and whatever in between. Sure. Um, so it's basically it's just a song about, like, no, no matter what you do, uh, in my in my lifetime anyway, I don't think we'll see a, a completely, um, unhomophobic, like world. Um, and there will always be people who won't like, uh, who I am, and I'm I'm just at the point now where I'm trying to tell the younger generation that you find your community and they will stand with you and they all like we all stand at pride together and we sing and we have fun um but you find your own community and your own family um from the, the queer community so that's it's kind of about that so you do a lot of gender themed uh topics in your music i know that i mean that's that's in that's pretty much across the board i've noticed um uh, so, but daughter was just hi. I hope that one day we'll be able to be who we are, right? Just to, um, okay. What about your song "Love You Anyway"? Can um, I, so, that one's okay, actually. Well, go ahead. What, what was that? No, that one's actually like a, a love letter um, to Northern Ireland uh, for me. Um, it's like it's a. It's sometimes a hard place to be be from, um. But like I love like the lyrics are "Love you any way that you want me" and "Love you any way that you need me." Um. So a lot of people leave um to do creative things, and that's like fair play. Um. But I I like the idea of staying. Um. And trying to trying to make it better. Um. So that that was my little homage to here so the lines we've been walking around this town 
just looking for a pop quiz and we're gonna lose it and just say that you love me and then you said uh i want to get away but i also want to stay i love you anyway but you're not me right so i, I guess that's that 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 does sum it up i guess how you you talked about your your you personified the northern ireland right i guess is the um, kind of yeah yeah well, I mean, I watched, uh, I, I got all the jokes out of, and I think I brought this up to you, that show, The Dairy Girls. I remember bringing that up to you, and I was like, how real was that? And you're like, well, that was what, the 90s? That was what, it was that crazy in the early 90s. But the, the, the funniest thing about that Dairy Girls was that they could say half the shit they said straight-faced. And that was that was a brilliant show. But when I said, was it really like that? And you said, yeah, it, it really, it really was. And it still in a lot of ways is. Um, and do you see things getting any better for you as a queer person there? Um, I think that that's sort of up to, up to us is this, uh, is this generation and the, the generation uh, that comes after it. It's, it's our it's our job to continue um being open minded and continue to not care uh what other people think and just continue to be ourselves and just exist existing is a a form of protest when other people hate you for no reason so uh -huh. I think if we all just just sort of just keep doing what we're doing eventually it'll get better. Okay. Well, I mean, I, I know that uh, I remember, and this, this was what made me laugh really hard was in that first interview with you and Brona, And when I said, uh, so what about the naysayers and the really religious people and everything? And what, what about them and what they'd have to say about what, you know, this and Brona just said, fuck them, just fuck those people. <laughs> and I, I just loved the whole dismissal of it that she laid out there. I, that was, I wasn't expecting that. So it was just, that's why it was so funny when she just yelled that, fuck them. You know, it's like, that is the most yeah. Irish thing I've ever heard, you know, and just, Hey, be proud of that. You know, who we are kind of thing. And that, that was great. I, um, I have to say though, and, and I, I, when, when I watched your video for people like us, okay, that one was so heavy. That was a very difficult one. And I understand that was probably one of your first video attempts, if I understand correctly, of filming. That was one of your first films that you had done. Yeah. And that was, that was very passionate, very, very heavy. And I mean, the, the, the the subject matter was brutal right i mean there's just a queer person wanting to go out to just walk the streets go to the pub do something just to be out there and then everyone goes after him like that it it reminded me of the song by i know if you I don't know if you know that band chumbawamba but they did a song called homophobia and they actually sang a song about exactly what happened in that video and they called it homophobia. And I guess there was um, over in England, I don't know what it's like in Ireland, but there was a, a phrase 28 or clause 28 where you couldn't. Prop 28, yeah. Yeah, where you couldn't say anything supporting homosexuality publicly. And so Chumbawamba, they went and they wrote this song about it, putting, you know, putting like, hey, fuck you, you know, we're sticking it right back to you. And so when I saw your video for that, I, I, I thought, wow, that was that was really cool and that was really gutsy. And for your first film project, you're wearing your heart on your sleeve like that. And that was one of the other reasons why I saw that. I was like, God, I love this girl, man. I just wanted to give you a big hug. I was so proud of you for that. Like you you really deserve kudos for being so brave and so in your face about it at that time because that was before even same-sex marriage was legal right when that happened when when you made that video yeah i'm pretty sure that was uh 2016 so yeah well before and i loved 
let's see. When you work into the night, you think you're right. You look into the night. We won't fight. I promise you won't fight because you don't like people like us. Because being quiet is a must. They think it's a choice. They think it's our fault. Um, those are some pretty, like, again, those are heavy lyrics. How how old were you when you wrote those lyrics? Um, 20, 22, 23. Those, 23? Are pretty, those are some pretty heavy lyrics to be writing at age 23, friend. That was really... Um, that whole piece was just awesome. And I, I like to think that we were beyond that, or that we were, we we were getting better. Now here in America, it's all gone to shit, right? But um, we were getting beyond that for so long. And it was getting like, hey, people are loosening up. People don't care anymore. We're not being judgmental. The religion is losing its control over it. But then it started to ramp up again over the last little while, thanks to that orange orangutan we had in leadership here you know but uh uh do you see that it has gotten visibly better for you guys there we got better here and then it stopped or it got and then it started to get bad again but i think we're um it's finally starting to turn the curb here the last couple of months here in america but i still hate hearing all these stories that were just like what you covered there you know that trans people or gay people or queer people are getting beat up in the streets or murdered and and that nobody cared about it or that, not, not that but but that nobody was legally the, the police weren't getting involved the courts weren't getting involved and I, I think that it's we're trying to get that back you know we're trying to get that back to protect people again but what's it been like there again because i haven't seen I haven't been able to see what's going on over there in Ireland and the pandemic, everybody was inside for a long time, but uh, what are you seeing about it there now? Is, is it getting any better than when you made your video? Well, I think that um, anywhere uh, in the, in the Western world, there will always be people who are hiding in the woodwork, waiting for someone to give them permission to be a bigot. Um, and I think that with uh, your, your, your former president, uh, he he sort of gave people that permission at some point. Um, and we have a, a party here, um, a political party here that do the same. Um, they give people permission to be bigots um, and they, they are adamant that they are not bigots, but when they say homophobic things, it's, it's, hard, to, it's hard for them to defend themselves. So I think that we need to get to a point where we really do separate church from state, and it's it's hard in an in a historically religious country, um, especially Ireland. It's like either super Catholic or super Protestant, um, and we already have that contention. And then you add on top of it, gay people and trans people and people from other religions outside of that, um, so it's. It's a minefield um, of trying to get them to do their their day to day job. First of all, they they aren't even sitting. Uh, they're not even doing their job right now. So it's 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 hard to know where we're at politically in regards to being queer. Um, but personally, I am still nervous uh, in public. Um, but I think it's just something you have to get used to and this hope that it's it's not as bad as it was the day before, that somebody has been educated um, or that someone has changed their mind because someone in their family that they love have come out to them. Um, because as, otherwise you would just do your head in and trying to work out how to live. So I think you just have, I just have to hope that it is better. Okay. So, I, I mean, I, I said this before, and, and uh, you know, because Brona is my age. Well, she's like, what, a year older than me, I think. But I look at it, and, and I know I speak for Brona when, when I say this to myself, that I am grateful that you didn't have to grow up in what I did watching, you know, because when I was growing up, and I know I'm 20 years older than you, 
and when her and I were growing up and what we saw kids having to go through, you know, it was almost a death sentence to a lot of kids who would come out when we were in high school and as teenagers and they'd come out and there would be suicides. There would be just bullying galore. And there was not really any protection for them. And now there is. And and I, I even if it's rough for you now, it was much worse when, when Brona and I, what we had to see our friends go through. So I am so glad that you didn't have to grow up in that, you know? Yeah. Uh, and I think in part, it's a like uh, the, our generation of, of queer people need to um, appreciate the, the work that was done by the, the older generation um, to, to allow us the, the privileges that we have. Um, and I'm very grateful for them. Um, and I do think that uh, gay people uh, back in the day are the equivalent now to, uh, to how trans people are being treated. I think that like the way trans people are treated now is very similar to how, um, like you say, 20 years ago, how gay people were treated. There's a lot of uh, teen suicides and uh, just people not people abandoning their children um, because they're trans and stuff. So I think that that is, is a big, is a big one now that I've noticed myself. Yeah, it's, there's, I mean, we've seen so many people getting killed here, you know, I mean, I just a couple of weeks ago, some guy walked into a club here. It just in, in the state next door down in, in for in, in Colorado and and went in and just pulled out a, a machine gun and started shooting people, you know, and he felt like, I mean, whatever his reasons were, it's a drag show and he, he killed so many people. And one guy was an ex-military guy and he went and he stopped him and beat the shit out of him. And the other guy who stopped him was a drag queen stopping on him in her, in, in her heels, which I thought was, you know. Um. The other one, the other person was actually, she was a trans woman. She was a trans the, woman. The, Where, yeah. Yeah, wearing, the, news, the news were saying that she was a drag queen, but she was actually a trans woman. Wearing heels and kicking this guy's ass. I was like, bravo, bravo, you know. But at the same time, the, the right-winged radio is like, wait, what's an ex-military guy who's supposed to stand up for American values and went to war and fought in the war and shit? What was he doing in a drag show? Well, he was enjoying the drag show like anybody else, you know. And I, I thought that the the ignorance about that was so beyond, you know. Like, wait, you you think that just because he was in the military and he went and sort of that, that he suddenly that, that he's going to be his right wing and is just just as much a crazy, you know, racist asshole as you? No, he's not. He he was there to enjoy. And, you know, there are so many and people were so upset about that. I couldn't believe like, wait, why do you think that he should be just like you just because this guy was in the military? You know, I'm glad he was there. I'm so glad he was there and he stopped it, you know, but the the transphobia here in America right now, it's absolutely ridiculous, you know, but at, at the same time, I think it's it's funny because we, we have like reading with the drag queens i don't know if you heard about that but like they, they have this program where drag queens will go they'll read stories to kids at the library and i think well yeah. that's that's pretty cool but then there's this guy kurt cameron he's this he's this actor was on this show back in the 80s and he's gone ultra religious he's really religious and he's totally big and totally homophobic and he can't get booked at a single library to go and read his books and i'm like bravo because <laughs> you know, he's, he's he's like wants to turn everybody to that i so i i th th there is a very grassroots level turning on this but i i do I, I wish that i mean next week i'm going to shoot uh shoot sorry i'm gonna go photograph the drag queen alaska do you know who she is um yeah i'm a fan oh i'm gonna be photographing her next week so i'm gonna be doing that show so um, you like Alaska, man. That girl's nuts, man. I love her music, but wow, she's she's over the top. I'm I my fear is not that somebody will bust out in violence because I know that the security guys at that bar 
and they're all ex-military, you know, they're whatever. But no, I think that Alaska is going to be so over the top, I won't be able to handle it. That's my fear of that show because she's crazy. I'm looking forward to it, though. I will let you know how well that goes. I'll send you pictures. But yeah. um, uh, do you st- do do you guys get to do that type of thing over there? Do, or do you get grief when somebody just trying to do a drag show? Do you guys have problems? Um, so in Belfast, we have uh, what, what we call the queer quarter, um, colloquially, uh, and it is a little collection of bars um, and nightclubs that are sort of all in the one street. Okay. Um, and it's not what you think. It's literally, it's so small. It's, <laughs> I made it sound massive. It's like uh, two bars, two or three bars and three nightclubs. Uh huh. Um, and that's where all the all the stuff goes down, and it's pretty like normal uh bar stuff. So karaoke, but it's hosted by a drag queen. There's open drag stages. There's cabaret. There's see that's awesome. That is awesome, right? The the that is that's what we should have. We should have that. But you should also, in my opinion, have the Irish folk band punk band with a gay lead singer who's so drunk and falls over off the stage you know you should you need that shit going on too you know you need you need all that you just need the thriving gay culture down there you know it's so um it'll happen one of these days it'll happen but i i i mean i see so much of what beautiful culture you guys have there in ireland i think i want to go there i just want to go i mean yes i'm a youtube fan and yes you know but I mean, I would like, okay, biggest YouTube fan in the world. I think I am one of the biggest YouTube fans. I've seen him 46 times. There's more to you to Irish music than YouTube. Okay. We got like, you know, like you, for instance, and then there's fight like apes and there's all this other stuff, but you guys do need a lot more spotlight. You guys really do. So I hope to, to get there and to see a lot of that, but I, I do, I, I, I wanted to ask, okay. Just because you, you did that video for your song, I Didn't Mean to Care, okay? That one was very personal to me. You, you know your song, Didn't Mean to Care, there. Um, yeah. I love the fact that there were just two unloved misfits, right? Just two completely out there misfit kids. And the, they found each other in a friendship, and they were letting their freak flag high, fly, right? fly there fly your freak flag high um i thought that was cool okay there were two thieves and stealing everything and maybe they were switching clothes out and they thought it was a fair trade i mean that's just part of the story in your video you do tell great stories in your videos but uh what i appreciated that about that one the most is i've been that i've been the beard for the girl when she was when she was going through figuring it out you know, I was the beard. I was the guy who just said, you know, yeah, I think you're beautiful. I've got a crush on you. This isn't going to work, obviously, because of who you are. But I will be your friend through this and I will be there with you through this. And there were some very tender moments that that movie that that sorry, that that video made me think of and, and, and brought back to me. And I I really appreciated that. That was a cool story, and it was very well done. That's really nice to hear. Thank you. And well, I mean, and then there was the line. So I mean, I there was the story that was told, but those are some pretty again heavy lyrics. Something that you're very good at, obviously. I don't want to go, so keep on pushing. I don't want to live, so keep on dying. Uh. Talk a bit about that one, please. If you could just, I mean, what was, I didn't mean to care. Just tell the story. What was that song about? Why? Um, I was in a really uh, bad relationship um, for, I think it was bad for both people. Um, and I, we, we were like broken up um, and I, I didn't mean to care. I didn't mean to keep caring um, and I just kept getting heartbroken over and over again. I just kept getting like lied to over and over again. Um, and 
it was it was my own fault in the end because I allowed myself to to stay. Um, so it was kind of about that. And then I like to do the videos where they're a little bit more, uh, like heartfelt. <laughs> yeah. Rather than, uh, but to be fair, the the, the video for May ninth is about that relationship. So. Oh, uh, I'll, I'll I, get to that. Give me a minute. I'll get yeah. to May ninth. That was coming. <laughs> So yeah, I I it was just about being like not being able to control uh the relationship you're in. Um like not being able to control how you feel and how you how you how long you stay. Yeah. See, I saw that like there I was that you know, I was that guy who stayed with her knowing that it wasn't ever going to happen but i still cared and i still knew yes yeah, she won't ever fall for me but damn it i i just she means so much to me and we didn't go around stealing roller skates or anything although that that was you know you funny pieces of your video there but that is a good song that is really a good song and uh so let let's move on to may 9th then if we're gonna get to that um so May 9th, I, I assume that was the day that it happened that you or or what, but you you're there, you're on stage, you fall for this girl or you're whatever, you chase her down, you go, you talk to her, and then you end up making out with her in the bathroom, right? Uh, what was the uh, is that how you met her? Or talk about that now because you brought it up. So um, yeah, May 9th is that was is actually her birthday. Oh, okay. Um, so yeah um and we it's not exactly how it happened um but it's i think a lot of uh lesbians and uh bisexual women will know the feeling of the the women's bathroom being a safe space um or like uh having a having a secret kiss just because like there's no there's no male uh gaze around at all and so uh, that's I think that's sort of a, a thing that's within that community. Maybe I just made that up, but <laughs> I that's how I feel anyway. Um, but yeah, the the video, the girl in the video is actually in uh the final season of Dairy Girls. Um, she plays young Aunt Sarah in in season three. So. Okay, I'll have to go watch that. I, I haven't seen season. I haven't seen the whole thing. I. I, I left off where Orla was up there singing like a prayer and everybody got up there and did their step dancing with her. That was, I think that was the last one I saw where, uh, where again, I, and you and I talked about this as well, though, just on, off on a side note, when, when they were like, she's such a dick. Yeah, but she's my dick. I'm like, okay, calling somebody a dick in America is a totally different thing than calling somebody that in Ireland. And you and I, we, we did talk about that. I remember you explained, you know, I said, no, calling somebody a dick here, that's a bad thing. And it's it's like only referred to guys. And you're like, no, they say all the time over there. But um, uh, so she was in Dairy Girls. So I'm gonna have to go watch that, uh, the, the final season there. I, I loved... I love the, the the main nun, the mother superior, whatever, when when she was on the yeah. phone, like the, the funniest line that whole, I mean, everything in that show was hilarious, right? But the, the one line where she's on the phone going, yeah, no, I can't do that on Saturday. I got judo that night. <laughs> like, what the, you know, that was the craziest show ever. I loved that show. But um, just to let you know, you were dead wrong that you made that shit up about that okay you're i mean you might have made it up just thinking that dead wrong there's a video for this isn't everything you are by snow patrol have you seen it um it's gonna be really bad but no i haven't <laughs> well you better because you're like they're 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 that that's uh uh they're they are snow patrol they are that irish whatever band doing what yeah. they do but yeah um they did a video for the song this isn't everything you are and there was a scene of that where there were two women in the bathroom they're putting on their makeup and then the one leaned over and kissed the other right no patrols i hear doing gay videos that i don't know but 
Wow. Well, okay. what's your problem? Because they're half Irish too. So what's your problem? Oh, right? no. No, I don't know why I haven't. I've never heard of it. You never heard okay. that. Well, this is, but it, it also happens at the same line. And in that little moment, it all implodes. This isn't everything you are. Yeah, no, Snow Patrol, man. They're they're doing and and they had two gay guys there too in that video where it it like it starts out as a fight and then suddenly it switches over and the two are dancing. They're ballroom dancing. Right? But uh, whatever. It, when you watch it, this isn't everything you are. There you go. Two two women go into the bathroom and and anyway. Um there you go. I can't believe you didn't know that because like Snow Patrol are one of Ireland's big exports, right? They're like, uh, well, they're from Ireland and uh, Glasgow. Belfast and Glasgow is where they're from, right? Yeah, um, I think uh, Gary is from Bangor. Okay. So it's, it's just, it's just, it's like 20 minutes outside of Belfast, so. Right. So, yeah, but they, they call themselves a Scotch-Irish band. Of and she, I thought you would have known that. You never saw that video. So there you go. That's your homework there, Susie. Um, yep. so, uh, let's see, uh, your big thing. And, and I thought this was so funny because I interviewed her the next day and I lost both of the interviews. I lost yours and hers. Shuri Curie. Yeah. And the weirdest thing has happened, um, is that she's playing in a local bar right beside me in March like in a venue that I've played at multiple times and I'm like is that really going to happen <laughs> like well do you want to meet her um who doesn't want to meet her uh, okay I'll make it happen I'll do that I'll do that for you um okay, I I'll buy her a pint uh she's sober so you can I'll, I'll buy her a pint of dilips Buy, buy her a Pepsi, right? She'll be, uh, she, yeah. yeah, she's totally sober. Um, so I interviewed her and I even I, I interviewed her and I interviewed her just for the, we lost the recording. It was a bloody mess. I lost your recording too. But she is, uh, her guitarist is a guy named Frank Meyer. And that guy has played in every, that guy is like, he's, he's in seven different bands because he just needs to be playing guitar every night, right? He's in, but he's her guitarist. He's in Streetwalking Cheetahs. He's in Warrior Soul. He's in a band called the Doberman with a bunch of guys from a band called Gay CDC. And uh, if, if you could imagine a bunch of gay guys singing Let There Be Cock instead of Let There Be Rock doing ACDC covers like that, right? They just turned it over. That was what they were pushing for. And that was, that was the funny thing. But anyway, her guitarist, Frank, one of the greatest guys in the world. You'd love Frank. But uh, he might be there. So I'm just going to send him a message and say, hey, listen, this girl. Is, uh, but I actually told her about you. So she uh, I said, look, there's this Irish girl who her and her girlfriend, now wife. But, uh, you, you know, then at the time you you guys went to a Halloween party dressed as them. But since your hair was dark, you went as Joan and and Audrey went as Shuri Curie and. I said, so you got a crazy big fan there in Ireland. And she was, well, I'd love to meet her one of these days, right? So, uh, man, if she's playing in a bar the same night as you next door, come on, man. You got to make it happen. That, that's going to be like. No, I'm not playing that night. I'm, I bought tickets, so I have tickets to it. Oh, you have tickets to it? Well, I will. I, shoot, man. You're going to be meeting your, your idol. You'll be meeting your, you'll be seeing your. Because you've, you've never seen her before, obviously. So no, that's going to kind of be the end of the world for you that night, isn't it? It's it'll be weird. Yeah, it'll be a, a lot. A lot has accumulated to this point. <laughs> well, because she's your fave, man. She's like, I mean, she is your favorite musician of all time. You said she was the one who inspired you to become a, a musician, and so, but she is. You still need to get her book, by the way. Between now and then, go get it. It's called Neon Angel. You got to get it and read it. Just because she tells some great stories in there. She's a hell of a storyteller. Uh, all the crazy drugs, alcohol, sexual assault, 
pranks and fights and everything. It was a great book, you know, and the fact that she did it and she made it, she survived, you know, give her all the kudos in the world. So she really, you know, but you got to go check out Neon Angel. Great, great song. Um, it's, sorry, it's a great book uh, by Shri Curie. So let's see, you are doing gigs and I've only gotten to see the ones you played in, in your living room, the ones over the pandemic. Uh, but you are actually back out doing shows, right? You, you're getting a lot more practice. I saw you get pictures of a couple of gigs just recently, right? So you're, you're back in it. Talk about doing shows right now. What, what's happening there? Yeah, I think that the first one we did in, in front of a, an actual live audience was, was strange, but it was, we, we all sort of just slipped right back into it. We're all really happy to be playing live again. And it feels it feels great. It feels normal. It feels like it should. Um, and I'm really excited to get, because we've been doing sort of like little tester gigs around uh, Belfast and Derry, um, just because it's, it's handy. Um, but I think if we were ready to reach further afield, so we're, we're going to start looking at uh, other places to play now, um, maybe get a tour on the books at some point. But yeah, it, it feels amazing to be back out playing. Well, who would you be touring with? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> um, I think uh, I think that if we did a couple of gigs, um, we would probably just get some local support, uh, whoever is there. Um, but if we what if we were going on tour with someone as support, um, I guess anyone who would have us um, who is found. Okay. So you're you're just out you're just dying to cut your teeth on a tour, aren't you? So I mean, shoot, if Fight Like Apes got back together with you, I you know, it took you on the road, that would be an outstanding show, man. Because I'm big Fight Like Apes fan. And I, I kind of get a bit of your vocals in there as well. Oh, look at that. I wish it was Friday the thirteenth. There's a black cat. That's great. Um so uh, I went and saw a band called Lucius the other day. Do you know who they are? Um, I don't think so. You got to check out Lucius. They're kind of like if ABBA was a little bit more hippie-ish and they did the, the soundtrack for the movie Xanadu. Okay. okay that's really specific. <laughs> yeah, that's Lucius. They're amazing. They're, they're, they're two girls that they they harmonize really really well and but they're also very stars and glitter and hippie i mean there's so glitter is a big thing at their shows they're very big on glitter but uh, they also were roger waters backup vocalist roger waters from pink floyd they're they're his backup vocalists but i went and saw them and i i realized halfway through the show i'm like oh that's who these two remind me of and it goes back to your how you harmonize how you did your vocal overlays on a couple of your songs. Lucius does that. So nice. that was, I was thinking, wow, I could handle, I would love to see Susie with Lucius or Susie with Fight Like Apes. Fight Like Apes is kind of the other direction, right? But you'd kind of be that perfect mix between the two, you know, to, to see a show like that. Uh, Lucius are fabulous. You got to get into those ladies. I'm like giving you all your homework here. But, um, I mean, that would be an amazing thing. But how bigger? How how big? It's I guess how big? It's like how how have your shows been going? Are, are you just getting booked locally? Are you getting booked to go play somewhere outside of town in a different town? Or I mean, what's the uh, you know? Because I know that before the pandemic, you had some big plans, and then that shot everything. So you were stuck to playing in your living room, but um. What is the uh, what is the live show palette? What's going on there for you right now? Yeah, um, I think uh, me and the me and the boys in the band just wanted to do a couple of local shows just to get our feet back on the ground um, and just see how we were doing. And they, they like I said, they went really well. Um, it felt felt like it did before. So I think we're gonna. We're ready now to take it further afield, I think. Okay. Um, 
once the weather's a bit better, I think, because it's a bit cold. Okay, so hoping to do an outside festival or something, or um, just at well, well, your video that you did the 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 Haley Kyoko cover, the uh, girls like girls, that you filmed that in the corner of somewhere. It didn't look like where you did your live broadcast from. Um, again, yeah, I I really enjoyed watching your your live because you're it was just you with your guitar in your living room and you, you killed it, you know. And I, I enjoyed those performances. And that just kind of makes me want to see you live. And I hope everybody else would be interested too. Uh, but uh, yeah, that would just kind of look like you're all cramped in one space trying to squeeze a video in there. But where was that one filmed? Uh, that was actually in uh, my old bass player's living room. Uh, so it's just like a, it's like a, a townhouse. Um, and it was, Audrey filmed it and I don't know. I don't know why we did it. I think we just wanted to have a cover. Oh, it was a great thing. Yeah, it was great. I enjoyed it. Yeah. You know, a cover, and you did it. It sounded fantastic. Yeah. So it was just in uh, one of the band members' living room. Okay. And do you? Well, so what is your set? What's your live set? How many songs have you got? Because that's going to feed into the next question here. So at the minute, um, we do either a 30-minute or a 45-minute set, just depending on the the promoter and what they want. So anywhere between six and nine songs, I think. So, so that means you, you've got more songs to play than I have recorded, uh, than, than, than I have, than, than, you, than you have given me. Because I've only got, I think, five songs here. So that you've given me, so um, hey, pay up, okay. I'm, I'm <laughs> if you um, got more album, yeah, if you got more stuff recorded, I want it. So I actually just finished uh mixing something today, so I can send that over after this. You'd like to hear it? Oh, I would love to. What is it? Can 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 you talk about it? Yeah, it's um uh a new song that I I want to put out in the new year, hopefully. Um, so I I'm finished. Well, I hope I finished mixing it today. Uh, I'll get some other opinions and see if there's anything that can be fixed. And then uh, I'll probably get it mastered after Christmas and then put it out sometime in hopefully February. But we'll see. I kind of want to make a music video for it. So we'll see how. how well, what, can you tell us what it's called? Yeah, it's called We Learn to Talk. Okay. And I'm looking forward to hearing it, even if it's just a a, a, a lower end mix, right? It, I'm that'll be fun to hear. So, uh, but that'll come out in February. You're hoping with the video, um, hopefully, yeah. Okay, so yeah, because you gave me everything that you had a while back, and I've just been enjoying that. Listen to it in the car. Uh, really intense, heavy stuff, but. Uh, so May 9th, really quick, that was her birthday, and uh, did it happen sort of like that, where you, you saw her from the stage, or or how did that go? To, um, the, video, the video is kind of uh, a, a dramatized version, um, but the, the, the lyrics of the song are more accurate. Um, to how it actually happened so I think that that's a, a better portrayal <laughs> okay that went out okay because I did like the video I was like okay that's cool um told a great story but you said it wasn't nearly as exciting or is it okay what what in real life is right <laughs> so um my fave song of yours of all is may god forgive you and that's the one that I probably listen to the most. I like Daughter. I like all the others. But this one here, May God Forgive You. And I got to like that before it was released. You know, you you gave it to me before everybody else did. Uh, but you released it. And I mean, I feel like you're calling everybody out with that one. But I'm watching the video as well. And I was thinking, okay. Um, Mia Follick did a video like that as well, but sort of, uh, you probably don't know who Mia Follick is. She's another queer artist here in the States. She's amazing. But, um, 
in her video, she had this hungover house guest, or it was a it was a body there. You don't know if it was a hungover house guest or somebody that she had killed, and she's trying to ditch the body, whatever. But it was, and she said, I leave that to interpretation. But there you were in this video, and I, I know it wasn't you. That was Molly Brown, right? Was was the actress in the film in the video? Yeah. But that was so heavy because there was such this sway of emotions in her performance, right? And there she was, she was hungover, she's still drinking, she's still binging, she's crying, she's smiling. Uh, what was what was it all coming down to, to tell in that story of that video? Because I, I love how you, I love your storytelling. Um, I don't know, I just, like the song itself was uh, sort of me just screaming um, about things that I think people have done wrong. Um, and then I think that the the video was me wanting to show how that would physically look. Um, and Molly was so easy to direct um, and she really just went for it. And I was able to, I think that whole thing was just, she was a bit nervous at the start. Um, it was real wine, so it didn't take her long for, for her to... <laughs> Feel, feel more confident um, and I just came, I just stood in the doorway and screamed the song at her as well so she felt like she could scream louder um, rather than singing the song so I just wanted the video to show like someone getting their frustrations out in a in a very teenage way okay Working hard to realize, but uh, yeah, there's no time for that right now. Um, just again, that that's my favorite song. I don't know, maybe it's because it's so intense, you know, because you you just you really amped up the 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 pressure. You amped up everything there, and it, the not not necessarily the pressure, but the the feelings, the emotions. This is. You know, and then you, so you, you're belting it out, you're screaming, and then you go back to the nice, smooth, you know, hi, here we are again, let's sing a little bit, and then you come back and punch us a few more times. I really, again, that's, that's your, that's your best song. I really want to, I mean, I've listened to the live version of it that you put up on your YouTube channel, and I think wow it'll be great when you have a full hall and there's like two thousand people and they're all screaming it along with you that would be that that's the moment that that song is written for was for everyone to be screaming it along with you because it's such an intense song but that's probably like the, the most that's the most vulnerable that i've seen you or, or that i feel when i listen to your music and you're pretty open about everything. You really are. I mean, all of your songs, very clear about the gender issues and being gay and that. But then there's this. It's like, I'm just going to rip it out there and, and make you feel, you know. Um, I don't feel guilty listening to that song, by the way. I don't feel any guilt. I just feel it's just this you unloading such amazing feelings. But uh, how does it feel when you perform that one live? That's one of the, the the most fun to perform live because it is just like the the like the lull, and then it's like dun 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 dun, and it's like everyone comes in at the same time, and then yeah. I get to sing those really high notes, so it's like a big release for me as well. And do so? Is it the one? Do you close the set with that? Is that the one that you close the set your your show with? Um, we always close with people like us because uh, people sing along to that one. So it's okay, sure, right, yeah. If if that's the one everybody knows, yeah. So and it's easy if even if they don't know it, it's easy to teach them it. So <laughs> come on, we gotta do a sing along here. So oh man, geez, Susie, this has been this has been a lot of fun. It went really quick. I can't believe we blew through an hour like that already. Um, yeah, it didn't feel like it at all. Well. But you and I have talked off before and it just kind of feels like we're picking up. And I know I've asked you a lot of these questions before. They got lost in that bad in when that interview, when the whole hard drive failed. So 
but uh i wish you all the best i really do uh when is the next gig what's what's happening for that um we have no gigs uh announced yet um we are going to like take a bit of time over the holidays and work out what what the plan is for 2023 and i i feel really good about what what's coming next i think this is going to be a good year pending no more pandemic surge right because you you actually that shot you down twice i know that so i i really i really want you to get out there and kick ass man um so uh you gonna do any shows with miss brana um if she'll have me i know she's in the middle of filament graphic at the minute so okay she'll be she's, i think she's back home soon so hopefully we'll be even we'll get uh, a little christmas pint together well, tell her I said, hey, and um, uh, geez, that would be fun to have both of you on the same stage. That would be a hell of a show, too. That would be really great. Uh, can I ask, I ask this, everybody, all the queer artists, and now it's your turn. What would your message be to the young queer kid of the younger generation that you once were, who's in it, who's afraid? So I remember you told me, you said, you know, I, I, I was there. I was 16 when I kissed this girl and I realized that's what it was. That's what it was. Right. What, what would your message be to the young kid who's afraid? Who's who, like you said, they don't like people like us. I know you sang your song to that kid, but what would you say to that kid? If you could talk to him right now. I think uh, I would say whatever you're feeling is completely normal. And we're all so proud of you and you already have a built-in family here waiting for you whenever you're ready to let us know okay well thank you Susie. gosh this is so i i just you know i i i love your music i love talking to you on facebook all the time and it's good to just reconnect because you know you, you are somebody whose music i really do enjoy i'm a big fan and so i just Thank you for lining this back up again. It's been forever and good luck for the next year and good luck with the new music too. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. So uh, when you send that over, I'm going to be uh, talking to you about that probably in chat. All right. So, yeah. Um, okay. So everybody, this is Susie blue and I'm putting her stuff up there in the episode. So go give her a listen, watch her films. Her wife is a great art director and filmmaker and that is something that you'll get out of watching her videos as well. So everybody, Susie, thank you again. And everybody else, take care, be good to each other, and let music do awesome in your lives. And thank you so much, Susie, uh, for your time and the revamped conversation we had to pick up after all those technical difficulties. This is her song called uh, pretender that's what i'm closing out with uh, everybody have a good time while you're watching the super bowl i will be driving back to salt lake from las vegas enjoy everyone